Hey everyone, this is Adam Jones, one of the co-hosts of Mary Cinemas with Adam and Jess. I just wanted to hop onto our feed and apologize. We won't be releasing any new episodes for the rest of the year until the Christmas season. After all, Christmas is over, so it wouldn't make much sense for us to record a Christmas movie podcast after Christmas. Uh, but thank you for subscribing. Oh, hang on. Oh, someone's at the door. Come on in, good friend. Hello! I know you don't know me, and you only called me friend, because you're a friendly chap. But I came here to tell you some good news, young man. Oh, I love good news. What? What is it? Please, do tell. Well, I heard you say that Christmas is over. But that's actually not true. In fact, Christmas lasts longer than one day. It does? Yes, it does. In fact, some claim there are 12 days of Christmas leading up to the January 6th epiphany. Epiphany? Isn't that when the wise men found the baby Jesus? Exactly, my good boy. So now that you know that Christmas lasts longer than just 24 hours, what are you going to do? I'm going to podcast. And it's a good thing too. Especially because I've already watched the movie Four Christmases with my good friend Jess and a special surprise guest. So I might as well podcast about it. Thanks, Dr. Jones. Toodaloo! That is so cool. Welcome again to another episode of Mary Cinemas with Adam and Jess. I'm your host, Adam Jones. I feel like you have a very radio voice all of a sudden. Should I change mine too? You should introduce yourself, stranger. I'm Jess Jones. Hi, Jess. And today, for the first time ever, we've had a guest speaker. I don't know if that's the best way to describe it. We had someone... little cameo yeah we had like a cameo of evan fleming talking about deck the halls but today we have our first real guest hi (laughs) ladies and gentlemen sarah nicole chivith 
No. Okay. <laughs> you know, my full name. We'll cut it later. We'll cut it out. Yeah. You say my old credit card number two out there? Or... <laughs> because whenever people Google you from now on, the first thing that's going to come up is that you were on an episode of Mary Cinemas. Yeah, I'm putting your address in the episode <laughs> description. Please do. I love and her mail. phone number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. A lot of our listeners are Russian troll farm employees. So you're going to get some fan mail. They're hiring. Maybe I'll take a part-time job. (laughs) Well, welcome. Welcome, Sarah. We're excited to talk about Four Christmases with you. But tell us, what is your experience with bad Christmas movies? Oh, man. (laughs) I (laughs) so much. I think, especially this year, I went home and saw my family and we were watching Christmas movies and my mom was so sweet in recommending ones that, you know, felt more critically acclaimed and had, you know, were done really well and animated well. And I was like, no, no, no. I don't want a good Christmas movie. I, I want a fun Christmas movie. It means it needs to be bad. And so there's just something fun about being able to watch it and watch it with other people, too, and be able to talk about it. So I'm like, I watch this and then I just I just carry it with me, I guess. Like, that's <laughs> That's what they mean by the body keeps the score. Yeah, it affects you. So were there any particularly bad Christmas movies that you watched over your Christmas break? Um, oh yes, this yes. I watched the Christmas catch on Netflix. Okay. Um, Tell us more. I might have texted y'all about it, but I texted a lot of people about it because it's <laughs> so royally bad. Oh my goodness. The whole I it's rated G, but also includes fear and violence because <laughs> Because the loves fear and violence. The main, main character is an undercover cop, but then also she falls in love with the mark she's supposed to be following. You know, okay. that's all not supposed to. That's not a spoiler, but anyway, it's just it's messy and it's bad. And then like we got done, I watched it with a friend, and we got done, and I was like, I just, I just don't get it. Like I just. <laughs> <don't get it. laughs> The next day, she's like, I looked it up more online. Here, here's some more of my theories. <laughs> I was like, this is more you ever needed to do for this movie. And so, yes, it's so bad. And I want everyone to watch it. <laughs> I hate movies that at the end, uh, this has only happened to me a couple times. And I honestly can't place in my mind, except I remember the feeling of like, is this like bad? So it actually doesn't make sense. Or am I just not understanding it? Oh, Yeah. It's much more embarrassing. You're like, yes. am I the problem? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I Typically, I remember people not, this might be rude to some people. I don't know. I remember people watching Inception and being like, I don't get it. I'm like, literally the whole movie is them explaining it. <laughs> <laughs> That's always been my barometer of like, I feel like I understand movies. But there's some bad movies where I'm like, did I just not like understand it or is yeah. it just like so bad that it doesn't make sense? Case in point, the life and adventures of Santa Claus. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know there was a book for that one. So that's on me. <laughs> no, was there a book? Make it was there sense. a four Christmases book? Well, in the book, there are five Christmases. <laughs> oh, yeah. We just had to like make it even. Yeah. They didn't have enough. They needed to make it. And I don't know if you've seen, Sarah, there's like a SNL sketch about wanting to watch a short movie. And about yes, that's a 90 minute really long. Yeah. So I was thinking about that, uh, about this movie, because it is like perfectly an hour and a half long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back in that time, you had to make all the movies now, but now they could do seven Christmases and they could make it four hours and then it would automatically be a good movie. Well, that's how long it long. felt. Like, that was- <laughs> Christmas movie or Christmas that first one dragged on 
And then I feel like they were like, oh, we've run out of time in our allotment, so we got to cram these others together. But I get ahead it, of it, Okay. You get I'm, an egg. Okay, so, so let's start okay. off. I'll walk us. Hang through. on, Sarah. Can you lead us in prayer first? <laughs> okay, all bow our heads, close our eyes. And then you just give a speech about your family. That's what I learned from this movie. <laughs> a prayer is just saying stuff about your family. And then stuff say- you can put in the sermon is just stuff you say in the prayer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Did Pastor Phil go to the southeastern? Not southeastern. Oh, I should have said southern. That would have been so much more funny. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do a fresh take, fresh take, guys. Did okay, yeah, go to South, Southern? Did, did he go to Southern Baptist Theological Seminary? Does he know Al Mohler, you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, I bet oh, so. Man. Pastor Hang Phil, on. for sure. Give, you got to let the audience <laughs> home have time to laugh over the jokes. <laughs> you can't just talk over the good ones. I mean, the fact that our audience of five people, at least two of them, went to seminary <laughs> in the South. And one of the audience members is Jess, who re-listens to the podcast. Well, I was <laughs> there's at least two. Well, no, Southern is a seminary. I know. And I'm saying there are people that went to seminary in the South, and they understand. Like, they understand the joke. Yes. It's a large pie of our five listeners who would get that joke, <laughs> that I was trying to explain. Mm. Okay. And so for them, they laugh so, so hard. <laughs> They will laugh so hard. Especially so, after we explain it. <laughs> so we went for four Christmases. Um, the first like 30 minutes of this movie is really, they're really trying to pound in. It's a Christmas movie. So you're going to start off with a weird version of White Christmas. And then you're all of a sudden, I thought it was a Christmas party, but I think actually they were just at a bar. They were at a nightclub nightclub which was similar to the nightclub where you and i met yes yeah exactly um were they and- not, i i assumed the sorry i i assumed yeah, the ahead. bar was also decorated for christmas yes i think it's <laughs> a christmas theme bar that's why i thought it was a christmas party i don't think it i don't think it was oh. i think in my head i just assumed i'm like oh white christmas is playing and i think there were blue lights and i was like oh it's just like that's just part of the vibe of this christmas yeah. like nightclub okay i'm gonna listen i'm just now yep um so then we see a nerdy vince vaughn so okay i'm like gonna have such a hard time actually getting through this because the beginning i just have so many things the fact i follow reese witherspoon on instagram and she's just such like a mom who owns like a store in nashville and just like seeing her as a counterpart to Vince Vaughn from when did this movie come out? 2006. Like early 2000s was just like, I really felt like I had to put myself back because yeah. I just couldn't like the role she was playing is just not how I see her as a person anymore. Even though like those are the roles that she was playing at that time. Yes. Hey, it's me, Adam. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to get your attention by knocking on this table and said that Four Christmases came out in 2008, not 2006. Okay, but still. I am sorry for lying on my own podcast. Well, you can't spell families without lies. <laughs> <laughs> Which you learn in this movie. All the Four Christmas heads know. <laughs> oh, we should also say from the top, this is another PG-13. So not safe for kids. Mm-hmm. There's probably things we're going to talk about that are also not safe for kids. We promise we'll watch uh, a movie that's more uh pg-13 friendly (laughs) next time 
Um, yeah, so they kind of, it seems like- Sarah, they're... do you have your parental guidance approval? For yes, being... they signed off and everything. Liz is on board, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, so it seems like they're meeting for the first time, but then I kind of, I thought that this was the case like a minute before that they revealed it. It ends up being that they're just like role-playing meeting each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're actually together. And their names are not- whatever they said their names were, but are instead, I thought it Kate and Brett, but then like 10 minutes later, they're like Brad. And I was like, I thought his name was Brett. <laughs> yeah. Brad. Um, anything anyone wants to say about that scene? Kate and Brad are terminally horny. <laughs> That's fair. It's uncomfortable. They're yeah. like presented as this super cool couple and they're so edgy, but I'm just uncomfortable. Yeah, I wouldn't want to hang out Why with Why would them. Fred Claus do this to me? Oh, I forgot he was Fred Claus. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen that movie. We should have had a double feature. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so that part was just, I really feel like after finding out it was just a role play, I don't really have anything to say about that. And yeah. Except for, I was like, okay, I feel like they're, they're like establishing them and I'm supposed to like them and I already hated them. <laughs> I yeah, I liked whoever Brad was playing ahead of time. I was like, this guy seems like half decent. And then the <laughs> the whole thing, I was like, oh, so this is like not actually who they are. All right, like yeah. I guess. And so it just was like it felt like it was way too long. And then yeah, I just we'll get I know we're gonna talk about pacing in a bit, but I was like, I I guess this could all have been established in a different way. Cause it doesn't really come up again later. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't it would just felt un- unnecessary. <laughs> Yeah, I do think that they were trying to establish them as this cool, edgy couple. Right. They're fun. Yeah. They're just, you know, don't take themselves too seriously or, you know, out there. Okay. So who would y'all rather go on a double date with? Brad and Kate in their alter egos or Burt Macklin and Janet Snakehole? Oh, Burt Macklin and Janet Snakehole. The stories they have to tell. Oh, yeah, 100%. And Janet Snakehole's got that little hat in the same <laughs> <laughs> Hands down for me. <laughs> I pick all my dinner acquaintances based on their hats. And I also <laughs> would choose Bert and Janet because I have an FBI jacket just like Bert Mack and we can talk about our time on the force together. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Jess, you just need to get a fascinator and we're there. Another fascinator. I... What happened to it? Because <gasps> we went as that for Halloween before COVID. That's right. And so I ha- I I feel like I was like, I feel bad. I'm not going to throw this away. So it's probably in a closet somewhere in the house. <laughs> that will we'll recycle it for a future Halloween. Yeah. Um <laughs> then they're more just uh, looking back at the movie, it's just more establishing of them being this cool, non-committed couple. Um, because they have this dance lesson. Oof, yeah. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, when are you guys getting married? Which, like, honestly, fair question. Most people don't just, like, randomly take dance lessons. But uh, they don't want their relationship to be work. They don't want kids. They don't want commitment. Their families were divorced. So that's them. <laughs> They're making a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, And then you get just a bunch of, like, Christmas B-roll of just, like, Christmassy things, and then it seems like maybe they're are they at a random bar again, or now are they at a Christmas party? Yeah, Evan from the office. And if anyone's watched Crazy Ex Girlfriend, Calvin from Crazy Ex Girlfriend, I'd say he also looked familiar. Kevin from the office is a surprise. I completely forgot about that scene. 
he speaks so differently in his non-Kevin life. Yeah. And, and his alter ego is whatever his name is, Brian Baumgartner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whatever his name is, immediately remember his <laughs> name. <laughs> As Sarah texted us, you can make a very long list of the people that you're like, they're in this? That's <laughs> like, what? And it starts with this. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's... This gives me the Office Christmas Party vibe. Mm-hmm. yeah that's what i thought um but we don't really ever find out what she does like they mentioned that brad's a lawyer right so and that her- well just maybe a woman isn't defined by her employment i was not trying to define by her employment i was just like trying to <laughs> define her employment we spent 30 minutes of exposition and we have no idea what it, like i didn't we didn't even find out what he did until halfway through the movie yeah and they just like mentioned it randomly um, <laughs> we got so much of their their uh nightclubbery yeah but nothing really about the characters in their lives other than they hate their family this talking to these two guys is basically just to establish that no one likes spending time with their families at christmas time and wow you guys just go on vacation don't you feel like not even don't you like going to see your family don't you want to spend time with your family like don't you feel bad doesn't the guilt monster want you for not spending time with your family so marriage is a scam uh kids are dumb and families <laughs> suck is how this movie really uh starts and i would say ends <laughs> uh, anyway yeah they uh, don't we can get to that but that last scene of the movie really makes it seem like they made no growth as yeah interacting with their families <laughs> i know but like yeah because their growth was compressed <laughs> into like a three minute montage and they're like man i can't believe i've solved the miracle of christmas and i was like yeah it's so long over here yeah. <laughs> i want to see more videos of john favreau and tim McGraw punching backyard ufc like let's go back to that like i want to <laughs> see more it reminded me of an arrested development they make those videos that are like boy fights <laughs> they just, like, he makes money off of recording yeah <laughs> that's uh, how he puts the satellite over his head with all the boy fight videos yeah so basically they're gonna go to instead of hanging out with their family they're gonna go to fiji but they're not just gonna go to fiji they are also going to lie to their families and say that they're doing charity work which that immediately falls apart because he calls them the day of that they're leaving like sorry can't come and it's like if you're doing charity work you plan that far in advance like if you're gonna have excuse for why you can't come charity work is a terrible last minute excuse well i think it was late 2000s you know that late aughts period and random acts of kindness were really having their moment (laughs) we were in the random acts of kindness era Mm. and i think brad and kate uh, (laughs) tom's am i right oh no yes they they were embodying that spirit like wouldn't it be so random if we went to burma yeah so So you guys like that part i got like angry that they were like calling their families the day day of of, and like sorry mom won't get to come like if you've been doing this for years yes why you're just like we're not coming yeah i'm surprised they haven't just made a clean break 
you know? Yeah, yeah. or just said, hey, like, or just been straight up saying, hey, we're not come, like, we're just not going to be there. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's been years. It wasn't like, oh, it's like this is the last three or four years. And so I feel like at that point, yeah, they're just assuming they're not coming. And so there's no need to pretend, I guess, you know, or pretend to pretend in that sense. And these um, two people clearly have, I, I don't think they care at all about their families. And they drive, where are they? Because they drive very quickly to all their families. So they live in very close driving distance and the families all live in very close driving distance to each other they must be making excuses all year like yeah they don't live that that. far like that part didn't make sense to me either like if they had to fly somewhere or it seemed like they were driving a long way but they literally drove a little bit and then were able to see all four families in one day in one day yeah so their families live super close to them so that means they've been avoiding their families really hard for a really long amount of time. For a long time. Because even then they make comments of like, yeah, da, da, hadn't been here since she was one. It's like she, like, one of the girls is like clearly like 10. Into yeah. Okay, well, yeah, this has been a long time apparently then. Yeah. Yeah, I would, you know, if one of my relatives ghosted me, I would definitely team up with all my friends and torture them in a bounce house. Yeah. Oh, not a bounce house, a jump jump. Yeah. <laughs> Are I've they from the moon? Who calls them that? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I've never, I was like, is that the brand? Like, are they jump jump? <laughs> they like... actually, bounce house is the brand. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. They had to call them jump jump. I've never heard that. So okay. now they're at the airport and all the flights are canceled because of weather i'm like y'all are in california it just looks like there's a bunch of clouds you know when flights get canceled because of clouds yeah. it was really heavy fog jess come on yeah. mm. i mean here school gets canceled a lot because of fog and southwest just cancels flights for fun true just for fix, yeah. yeah yeah so maybe they were flying um and then random if we canceled all of the flights Another part of this movie that you just have to buy into is that all of their families have this specific news channel on at all times and are watching it. Yeah, like in San Francisco, which you know, I'm like, it's not like it's, oh, it's Belton, we have one. It's like, you know, oh yeah, like in San Francisco, which you know there's got to be several of them. Yeah, it's not just one local. I can't imagine. We all know that they would be watching the newsboy from uh, Full House. Hmm? Wasn't one of the news? Oh yeah, 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 the- yeah. Danny Tanner. He was a he like a morning show. Yeah, they all like be watching. Morning show wasn't like the news. Okay, I've never seen that at show. Well, then don't. You know, <laughs> like, you know I'm just trying to be cool and popular. Gosh, <laughs> trying to get in with the Full House crowd. <laughs> it's the most. It's the most profitable market. I know. <laughs> that eighteen to twenty-five um, range. <laughs> so they make it onto the news, and they are like fumbling to explain, and then their parents call them, and somehow, also never explained, they're now going to or- all four families. Yeah, they just like, like they that was a big call. gap to me. Like, hi, mom. Yes, our plane is, and then all of a sudden, okay, now we're going to all four families. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, you talk. I talk enough. I've talked on like seven episodes of this podcast. Oh, good. <laughs> you talk for a living. Um, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, so she said she'd agreed to both of hers and he agreed to both of his. And then they both, uh, I guess, in that sense of that communication, they just didn't. Uh, and that sense, like, they both agreed to now, but now they're both too scared to say no to their families, which I guess is what they got them in this the first place of like pretending that they go to um like they, they're doing charity work every single rather than just saying straight up no i don't like you guys like they're just gonna 
there's a void altogether. So I think they were just like, yeah, I think that's why it still was wild. Yeah, they did the jump cut from them calling the families to them outside going, I guess we're doing before Christmases. Ah, uh, bummer in the car next and you're like i i guess so i guess we're just accepting <laughs> it at this point that's that amazing pacing you keep talking about it's just yeah. like no time on that just like immediately we're doing for christmas and- not stop thrill ride yeah yeah um so they don't want to fight they want to be good they're gonna make it through and they make a safe word of mistletoe which honestly did not come up as much as i was anticipating it really only came up twice, twice I think. yeah by the third house they've kind of abandoned the whole mistletoe. right um but we're gonna go to house number one which is brad's dad sorry orlando we find out his real name brad's dad and this is gonna be the fighting house yeah so what do you guys just tell me a little bit about sarah go ahead tell us okay a little i'll bit tell you about- a little bit about sarah <laughs> No. Um, no, no, her first. address is <laughs> her social is no. tell me about brad's dad's house who find there any interesting characters what's kind of your vibe at this place and i want all of us to say would we want to go to this this family's house for christmas see i had a similar question yeah but go ahead sarah tell us about brad brad's dad Brad's dad. So I think I feel like your stereotypical like divorced dad um, kind of like it's kind of a man cave. They've been like he hunts, he fishes, he watches on an old school TV. He's like Ron Swanson in a in like a bad alternate universe. I feel <laughs> like in sense. Mm-hmm. And so then yes, yeah, Oliver and then his two brothers who do UFC backyard UFC fighting, which um, is such a wild like. So they're all over the place and, you know, and obviously a little more not, they are very, like, they seem more poor or less affluent. And so, and very different. We, um, so that, that very much that rough house kind of like, you have to be macho or you're out of here mm-hmm. kind of style. And like the, like the wife being like, well, such as it is, you know, what, what are we going to do about it? It's just so out of place for Kate. I think, yeah. Who's there? Mm-hmm. Who's like, you need to set firm boundaries. You need to tell them no. And so you're like, I, you, you clearly do not have brothers or multiple of them, I feel like. Yeah. For this yeah just have a talk with them. That one talk will really solve years of them being in a similar. Yeah, situation. 30 years of this. Yeah. I've been here one day. I think I've got this. Mm-hmm. And so Sarah, what brothers. do you think of the casting of Denver and Dallas? Of Denver and Dallas. I was. I guess I expected John Favreau to look more like happy still, I guess, in my head. So him coming out <laughs> with his head, like just, you know, with the his like skater style look, I think. And then yeah, finding out Tim McGraw is the other dude, which is what? Just trying to get like a movie career real quick. And he trying, was like trying, uh, try succeeding. Yeah. And so and then one of the sons is and one of the sons is young Sean from Psych. Like yeah. Yeah, which is more of a messy hair. And I'm like, look at this kid go. I hope he's got a bright future. He does have a bright thing. We see yeah, him. Yeah, he can write those gemstones. He's so good. Book smart. Great character in Book Smart. That kid's amazing. And he, truly, if he's in something, I'm like, it's probably good. And he's like, pro- I don't know. He's probably our age. I'm like talking about him like he's 16. Yeah, he's in. <laughs> this kiddo. <laughs> You're talking like, yeah. Anyway, so my impression uh, Cool House. Shag carpets, nice family, brotherly love is in abundance. Yes, yeah. Uh, 
They yeah, he a- was born in 1996. So. <laughs> okay, so yeah, quite literally my age. Yeah, <laughs> child. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, they start fighting. You get the joy of seeing uh, John Favreau, which I was kind of shocked. He looked jacked. It's like he really yeah. got into this role of brother Dallas. He method. Mm-hmm. And we find out from the brothers that Brad's real name is Orlando. Yes, yeah. His son was named where they were conceived. So Dallas, Denver, and Orlando. Which good for them, honestly. They travel. Look at them like, go. Those are not close places. Yeah, especially yeah, out where they are. Also, I like that he went not with like Orlando, could have gone with Lando. I mean, like you've got all the Star Wars stuff. So you can- <laughs> And Lance, which probably even closer, but wouldn't be a complete farce. But like he's like, no, no, no. I'm just gonna pretend like that never existed and just go <laughs> Brad, Bradley. Like I'm just like maybe a middle name. I just is like I I, it must have been a middle name because his mom then called him Bradford. Like the That's whole time true. he was there. Oh, that might have been what it was. <laughs> That's what threw me off because I was like, I thought he just like made up Brad. Okay, yeah, I didn't even he's, notice that. You just like make up your name being Brad, like. Yeah, like, I be a bro. <laughs> Bad way, but you're just asking for it. Um, so my favorite part of that house, the food. Beer yeah. in the back, crackers with cheese spray, and then she's Yo, making those are deviled eggs. No, she there was crackers with literally cheese spray. I thought they were deviled eggs with cheese spray. I, I think she said crackers. Oh. Well, Sorry. I know what someone see. I didn't even because I remember. Oh my gosh, Jess must be hating that. No, it's just crackers. Mm. And then later, um, the sister-in-law is making what seems like a perfect Midwestern meal to me of mayo, fried bologna, and then at one point she got out Doritos, which I'm assuming she's putting on top. Got the food and drinks at this house is off the chain. I would stay for that alone. No, <laughs> they're like complaining. They're all mad. Come back and have a beer, Mosa, and just chill out. Yeah. Handful of bologna casserole. In the front yard. Just go sit out there. Enjoy drinking some snacks. <laughs> just hang it. Just I did get a kick. I don't know why. Maybe I shouldn't have. But like, if the kid getting so upset, he's like, he just streaks when he's angry. He'll come back. And him's like, nobody loves me. And just <laughs> no shirt, just climbs out the window and takes off. And I just got such a giggle out of that. I don't know why. I think it was- <laughs> because it was so abrupt. It was so abrupt. He just is like, I'm done with this, and just climbs out the window and runs. And then we never see them again. This is one it's of true. the. We see the other side. Yeah, yeah, never. But not him. him. He always comes back, though. That's what they say, but I have yet to see it. This is one of these. We'll find out in five Christmases whether or not he's back. This is one of these movies where I truly think that, like, the writing for it was just like, let's come up with a long list of absurd things to happen, and then just kind of plug them in randomly. Yes, yeah, because there's a couple other scenes I'll get to later that, yeah, I'm like, we never, like, I I thought it was, like, a, almost like a Chekhov's gun where we're like, oh, we'll, like, we'll come back to that and then nothing. And I was like, oh, like, and it's just now occurring to me. And the thing I didn't think, this is a spoiler alert, the thing I didn't care about coming back to, them being on the news, it's, like, the only thing that comes back. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, that whole situation happens because 
they didn't know that there was a ten dollar um cap on christmas gifts Mm -hmm. which when he was first opening so they like buy the one nephew an xbox but then his dad gets him a flashlight i thought he was opening hot wheels yeah i was like kids would flip over that they love hot wheels it doesn't matter that you can buy them for like five dollars you can get good stuff for ten dollars and under five below yeah i was just saying this other day that's where i got all my christmas gifts from like age like 13. Oh, you know what that sound is. Because Jess talked about Xboxes, it's time for the Gamer Corner with Sarah Chivas. <laughs> Welcome to Gamer Corner, Sarah Chivas, I'll our host. Back. We're here to talk about the hottest games, the whether or not gamers should have rights, all of the hot topics in the world. Gamer of- game, yeah. So, Sarah, tell us about some of the hot new video games of 2022. 2022. Well, um, I've, this is not enough. I can recommend the besties with some of our good pals, the McElroy. So they all of their best friends talk about their games. Um, I think that I just finished playing Akka for my brother, which is a cute play as a super cute little red panda. And mm-hmm. you farm a little bit and chase around some other little animals and sleep on the back of a capybara. Um, and then I think some other good ones we got coming out. Uh, God of War, uh, Ragnarok just came out. Um, it's too beefy for anything that I own, and also I'm not interested in playing it. But <laughs> so, and then my parents got me another game for uh for my PS4, but it came the box is in all Spanish. So we're about to find out if the game is in Spanish as well. So I will keep you guys posted on that. Thanks. And Sarah, people want to know. Is the Monkey Island game out? It is out, and I have finished it with my dad. I highly recommend it. It is a really cute art. It is a lot of fun. I think if you've played all the Monkey Islands before, you'll have a blast with it. If you haven't, it's a great place to start. Um, it's got one of my favorite kind of elements I've ever seen in a game, which is that if you haven't played in, like, I if you haven't played in a week, you come back to it and turn it on. It says, hey, do you remember where you are in the story? And you say, no. It explains it to you, and then you get caught back up. And I was like, that's perfect, because I did not know where I left off. (laughs) I think more games should have that, in case you don't play very often. I think life and jobs especially should have that. Like, when I go on vacation and I come back, if I could just press something that's like, do you remember where you left off? And I was like, Jess, you were in the middle of these three projects. (laughs) That would be very helpful. Everything you missed. (laughs) Oh, you know what that sound means, everyone? Gamer Corner is over. No more video game talk for the rest of this podcast. And if we say video games again, this podcast is free. So keep those ears open. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're going to go to... Does anyone else have anything that they want to say about Christmas number one before we move on? Um, I think that with the baby, I think her starting oh. to cry is something that I've heard so many times from kids of like, of like, up and like, no, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. What am I doing? They're like, no, I just warm up. They're like, that's fine. That's and because like, the moms are like, please, God, get somebody else out of here. And like, and so then they run. And so then like, the mom's like, I'm going to take care of so many other things. And some of yeah. those like boundaries of like, yeah, it's like, oh, it's fine. Like, I'm going to tell you, yeah, about breastfeeding. And I'm like, I never asked or needed to know that. But like, they're <laughs> so open about it. Like, all right, thank you. Um, and then I remember having a friend here um, who like just had a baby and like 
I remember going over to like, say drop something off at their house and he opened the door and actually bonked the kid's head on the not that hard but bonked the kid's head on the side like on the side of the wall and I was like I oh he's like now they're fine they're pretty resilient and I was like I don't think so maybe I don't have a kid but I don't know about that well Vince Vaughn is like your friend because when they're like talking about so there's a part where they're holding the, which I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot a key point. This woman is very pregnant and said that her baby was nine months old. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Wild. So I looked up how long after you give birth can you get pregnant? And I thought it was a long time. It is like three weeks. Yeah. So just, oh boy. So it's very, very possible, but also that is wild. That, yeah, a hundred percent. Anyway, oh boy. <laughs> Sorry for her. Oh man. Yeah, but she, you know what? She's handling it well. She's a person of grace and poise throughout this whole movie. I don't think she was ever given a name. I don't think she was either. Pegs or Cassie? I was looking at. I... No, Cassie's the niece. Oh, then I want to assume it's Peggy. Peggy. Peggy tracks. Yes. Um, One other thing about Brad's dad's house. Brad gets his dad a TV antenna, mm-hmm. uh, a, a satellite dish. Which um, I think says 2008, like getting your parents a satellite dish. The dad doesn't <laughs> want anyone to install it. He'll do it himself. And so the boys go up onto the roof. They can't get the picture going. Brad's dad is very mean to him. And I think, you know what, Brad, maybe you shouldn't see your father anymore. I think that's yeah. a- and then eventually Brad's brothers let him fall off the roof. Mm-hmm. And I also pointed out that Brad wasn't crying after he fell off the roof, but that baby was crying after it only bonked its head. And so that baby needs to toughen up, be more yeah. like Yeah. But Vince Vaughn is like, the baby's fine. When they're like <laughs> talking about it in the car. Yeah. No biggie for that baby. <laughs> oh no, he didn't say that. He said biggie. He also said it's my brother's kid. The IQ can't. Oh be yes, that's what it was. <laughs> so much more to lose, and I was like, no, hold on, oh boy. Yeah, that was that was rough. If your brother's so dumb, why is he so good at UFC fighting in his backyard? Yeah. Also, also very. We'll get to it, but very good at trivia. Like at the taboo game, I was. <laughs> yeah, you're we'll right. talk about They're great. So then we go to Christmas number two which is at Kate's mom's house, which I will call the horny house. <laughs> the cougar house. Andrew, like this whole, this whole thing is just all the women are very into Brad. That's just like the whole thing for yeah. mom's house. And it's just very awkward and unnecessary. Like this isn't, most of the like family dynamics are like overplayed, blah blah blah. But it's like, yeah, it's kind of relatable. Brothers fighting, like blah blah blah. But this one, like, yeah, writer had a very awkward family dynamic. Right. <laughs> All of the women were just very, yeah. I just did yeah. not. I didn't get it. it seemed like majority of the women in this film were into brad and also very into having kids and it just was that's all all yeah. of them here yeah basically. that's what a girl wants <laughs> what a girl they wants. want the brad dad i was like no that's a different movie 
<laughs> so if you think that Brad maybe doesn't need to hang out with his dad anymore and his brothers are mean to him, the psychological torture that Kate is going to go through right. at her, her mom laughs at her, her sister laughs at her, they like talk about her like she was some like outcast child that they didn't care about. And I don't know if they gave her any compliments and or good things the entire time she's there like yeah yeah it's all negs in insults and like everything in between mm-hmm. her mom played by mary steenburgen mm-hmm. again she's one of those people where i'm like uh it's good to see her Just yeah presence you know um, uh, plus you i related to her character because she's <laughs> go on <laughs> Wait, you're talking about the mom, right? Yeah. She's into pastors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <And laughs> the sister is played by Kristen Chenoweth, which is great because she plays Kristen Bell's sister in the play Wicked, and I get Kristen Bell and Reese Witherspoon confused all the time. Which I did one not know. That... Big, Little Liars? Big Little Liars? Reese Witherspoon. Okay. There you go. Yeah, I did not know that Kristen Bell was in Wicked. Wasn't she? Or is no, that Reese Witherspoon? Fu- no, I'm Kristen pretty sure Kristen Ch- Bell was in Wicked. No, uh, no. I I saw it on. A, she was in Frozen. What's that yeah, place we, called? That line. Kristen Bell was in Frozen. Frozen also has Adina Menzel. Adina oh. Menzel was in Wicked with Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah. So that's the connection. Mm, I'm pretty sure Kristen Bell. I think there's only one blonde girl in. in. Adam gets many rom-com leads who are blonde confused. (laughs) Well, you do. So I think I'm right. Okay, you keep talking. I'm going to research. So, yeah, we find out that the mom is dating a pastor, and so instead of getting gifts, uh, they are going to get spiritual gifts instead, <laughs> which is not something we did. And now I'm like, oh, my gosh, what are we doing giving real, tangible gifts? We should be giving spiritual gifts instead, which to me was very like, let's say what we're thankful for at Thanksgiving yeah, more than giving spiritual gifts, except for Kristen Chenoweth's character that's like, I'm going to give myself the gift of being pregnant. And, and also, pregnant. like, girl, you need to go to a name and claim at church because that's what you were trying to do. Okay, Kristen Bell was Glinda in Wicked. She was alongside Chenoweth or? No, because Chenoweth was Glinda. Gotcha. Yeah, I was about to say. So we're, we're all right here. No, they were in a different Wicked called Two Glindas, <laughs> Two Glindas in an Alphaba. Mm-hmm. Very good. <laughs> do you remember the Two Glindas in an Alphaba on the West End, Sarah? I do. I Yeah, I blocked so much of that out, but we're back now. I remember this. It was so beautiful. You thought it was a dream. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're establishing a pattern that kind of breaks down, but lasts for at least the two, three house. No, two, really two houses is. Yeah. Rag on the child that's parent they're staying with. Someone holds a baby. Yes. Yep. They have to do something that they're not comfortable with. Um, 
they're so, like foils of each other in that sense of like oh brad changed his name and she's mad about that but then also she's also hid so much of what all like, of her childhood was. trauma yeah it's like they hid so like they quote they're mad they quote unquote hid their part of their lives from each other and then like they're kind of figuring out more of what they want or what they don't want or you know fissures in their relationship i think in those yeah. first i do years. understand what kate is going through because i remember finding out that jess's real name is jessica and i was like you've lied to me all of these years how could you do that (laughs) but you know we made it through it and we're stronger than ever and you even call me jessica sometimes Mm -hmm. when you're in trouble Yeah, let's just skip skip over that. I think <laughs> on a different Jones, you clean your room. Take all the water glasses down. <laughs> <laughs> Those belong upstairs. <laughs> if I ever wanted to get into that that thing where people make the the music with the glasses. Yeah, actually, Sarah, it's funny that you mentioned that because so Adam has been collecting pint glasses for a long time. Yeah. And we have space on the shelf. Like we are like maxed out. And I'm like, we just need to start keeping more glasses upstairs in our bedroom <laughs> because we do not have shelf space anymore. That's where they're meant. To, that's where they live now. Where they live now. We will just it. donate the extras to someone. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like Sarah said, it's kind of this pattern of, Reese Witherspoon's character figuring out okay maybe like I do feel stuff about kids um and then facing her personal this part was insane so she goes into the bathroom a baby is thrown up on her and she sees her hang on one more thing Reese Witherspoon has seen the musical <laughs> <laughs> That's how they're all connected. So that closes all of the the narrative threads yeah. on the whole wicked Adina Menzel, etc. Whoever. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Thanks for closing that for us. <laughs> um, so she goes into the, she got thrown up on by a baby. So yes. she goes to wash up in the bathroom and she sees her um sister's bag um for like pumping for milk mm-hmm. and then she tries that on over a sweater or literally that could have happened and i would have just been thinking about that for a long time well just modest is hottest how else do you expect her to do it but then instead and it's a very thick sweater very thick and then she just sees this box of pregnancy tests and her first thought is maybe i take a pregnancy yeah well and like she talks about it later she's oh like i'm a couple days late and i was like i feel like that would have made sense earlier when this not like hey i'm just gonna dig in a bag and like haha wouldn't it be funny if and it's like yeah and like that just is so it is so wild to me and also she never locked the door i like that sorry we'll get no about to talk about that but she didn't lock the door either yeah also like that like you said that kid is old enough to know that you just don't run into bathrooms yeah so I think that family needs to have some better conversations. A hundred percent. Like my nephews, when I would stay at my parents' house and they were staying at my parents' house, would like come and try and wake me up in the mornings because they wanted me to play with them. And I'd be like, no, 
and Jess gets two more hours of sleep at least. But they would never walk into a bathroom that someone's in. So yeah. like that part of it, I was just like, uh, 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 uh. yeah. So the niece like runs in, and she's like, "What's that?" And she's like, "A marker." Yep. And so the niece, which interesting first thought, um, but I guess I don't know what else I would say. I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking about that. And I was like, I don't know if I would be the yeah, I don't I'm be the one to be like, yeah, like let me explain what this is. Also, like while I'm in the bathroom still, you know, like I think in that sense, but yeah, she yeah, I was like, I don't know if I could think of anything better, but also this wouldn't have happened in the first place because I locked all the doors behind me when I go somewhere, you know. So yeah. I don't know. Especially yeah. when I'm at someone else's house. Someone I'm at someone house. else's house, I bring my own deadbolt and I for the first time yes yeah Carry it around with me <laughs> you don't know what the situation's like in any new bathroom yeah Never so you gotta know. be prepared so then public she, restrooms uh-uh you gotta latch those things up i think i would just say like this is an adult thing or like this is mine or like something like that i don't know i would say it's for taxes uh <laughs> yeah. or i would just focus on getting the kid out of the bathroom trusting in the child's goldfish memory to do the work for me right or like i was like go ahead like, or lead with the fact that like sit send it like i peed like start with the fact yeah, that start with, like, with, with that like i would start with that and then assume that she won't hopefully won't grab it this foolproof plan i am actually realizing is because of her age you say oh it's for babies kids who are the older sibling if you say it's for babies and they have a younger sibling, they're not going anywhere near that. Right. Because they're not a baby, they would never touch it. Yeah. So the best case scenario is she would quick on her feet think to say, that's for babies. In the movie's defense, it makes sense that Reese Witherspoon doesn't know what to do with a child because she has made it her life goal to avoid them at all costs. <laughs> that is a good point. Yeah, yeah, she's like, yeah, she looks at him. She's like, I don't know what. Yeah, because even then, she's like, looks at the child that's nine months old, and she's like, How old is like, how old is this thing? Two months old? Is she not taking nine months old? Isn't walking and yeah, talking? Yeah, that take in. So that is that's a fair point. Two reasons. So great movie. All right. Uh, where can they find you on social media, Jess? <laughs> so. So then like, the child like, runs out with the pregnancy test. I wish it ended there so that I didn't have to experience this. The child runs out with a pregnancy test. Yes. She has to face her childhood trauma, which after all the things they say, you know, you hold on to certain things. But I'm like, the jump jump thing, <laughs> kind of least of her worries, honestly. Yeah. So she faces her fear. She goes in. And then the kids are just being like so mean to her. So yes. mean. Like, if I'm on a, I've been on a bounce house with kids. Honestly, they're just having the time of their lives most of the time. They're not like, let's, like, like, if you're not, if you're trying to not get bullied, go on a bounce house. But I have the question of why are all of these neighborhood kids in a bounce house on Christmas? Wait, where are their parents? Yeah, it's it is like, Christmas. You know, why don't these kids care about family? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I the guess, yeah. They're a metaphor for the adults. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. I just, all of the above, I'm like, this is so messy. And if she gets in there, it gets absolutely, which, like, kids can be mean, I guess, and messy, but also, I'm like, yeah, like, go in there and just take some of these, like, you got, throw some bows, like, come on. Like, I know she's not, like, she shouldn't be afraid to do that. Like, yeah, I guess if you're, you know, traumatized or whatever, but 
Yeah, and then all of a sudden she's like, I'm going to bust these kids up. I'm getting this pregnancy test. I'm also like, what do you, I thought she ran after her because it was like, oh, I don't want my sister to find out that I took a pregnancy test. Right. No, that's where I was kind of like, oh, I don't want to take or like, I don't want them to find out that, yeah, like that I'm pregnant, like in front of everybody like this. Yeah. And- but the kids having it, I don't know. So she basically like starts grabbing these kids and like throwing them down. Yeah. She probably learned from his brothers. <gasps> Each house is teaching them something <laughs> for the next house. Yeah, I didn't even think. Of, okay, they're all layered. Yeah, this movie is good. Great movie. Great movie. <laughs> there are layers to this. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to be done? With no. This? Okay. <laughs> so, um, then she finally gets it. They go back in. I will. Can I say? Yeah. I will say in defense of fighting children. Um. <laughs> When I was a, a youth intern, I went to like a middle school pool party and the kids were just having the time of their lives as I threw them in the pool. So, yep. yeah. And Gregory nieces and nephews loved having you bury them in the sand. That's summer. true. So I think the I, the kids are resilient. Mm-hmm. They, so, they like, love it. Minute. They're like, this is good for our character. Yes. Kristen Bell throw us around some more. It's good for our Not development. Bell. No. <laughs> Adam is recasting this movie to remake as we speak. But we imagine- was in Sweet Home Alabama, right? Yes. Okay. Good job. We're getting there. Um, so they go back in. Reese Witherspoon's character is like, Mom, I need to talk to you. Reese is in this? <laughs> and the mom's like, no. And then every church... Two of the three people on this call are employed by a church. If it's important now, it will be after church. Mm, amen. Go to church. <laughs> Don't have that important conversation. Go to church. Especially if it's Pastor Phil's church. You you got you to gotta get a good seat for that. Okay. A tie <laughs> is completely obvious that they took elements of what they think a church is like but a church that size that looks like that is not having the pyrotechnics no one who wrote this movie has been to church in the last 20 years where they all go to four very different churches and they just combine them so uh kate's mom is dating kind of a pastor pastor phil honestly i'm glad we can get into that relationship yeah i knew that that was going to be so bad if they went there at all but they didn't so it's fine yeah, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't have to be worried about it and so yes. this church has elements of it like it has like a fundamentalist southern baptist kind of dress mm-hmm. and it has a very independent pentecostal uh atmosphere with everyone cheering right and they have the aesthetics of a mega church extension campus the same with music mm-hmm. like it's not it's not level a but it's you know it's the b team worship that they sent off to the lesser known suburbs mm-hmm. and then the priest comes out and he's dressed in like episcopal vestments yeah yeah like high church doctoral robes i couldn't tell it, 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 I'm like, this church doesn't exist i also expected him to be younger like I, he came out with his like gray hair balding and i was like this was not i think who i pictured this to, like i expected much younger like much more 
tele like televangelist kind of look mm-hmm. my head and he came out which I was like good for them I guess I just was I was expecting much more like younger put together kind of yeah. like yeah take all your money and run kind of pastor yeah he was weird looking <laughs> yeah was. The hair has he been in anything else uh yes he was in sling blade wedding crashers I guess that's how he knows uh Vince I was like yeah it's a Vince Vaughn the Kelly Clarkson show. Mm, good for him. The 57th Annual Grammy Awards. Ooh, did he win? Um, so then Billies. They need someone. Mary and Joseph are sick. Okay, Sarah, was this the part of the movie where you were like, oh no, I would never. They didn't yeah. manage this project at all. They're <laughs> asking from the stage. Yeah, for somebody. Yeah, I was thinking about just thinking through. I was like, I've I've seen some like Christmas productions have been in some where I'm like, I know that there's like a lot of work on the back end of them being like very like kind of like almost like pageanty on the back end. I was like, yeah, like that tracks. Like they're very serious about this. Like it's a big deal. They're you know like they're making sure everyone's got the garb and the baby and like all of that. But also, yeah, like they wouldn't they wouldn't be pulling someone randomly and then they're throwing them to like that was so stressful. And also, I like for churches that put this on and that mean a lot to them. Like, yeah, that wouldn't be a, hey, no one else is able to do this. Like, they got they sick. would have three understudies at least. I yeah, know that, <laughs> I know that recruiting volunteers is tough in this day and age, but calling <laughs> two randos to be Mary and Joseph in your Christmas play isn't what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't you know I I we you know, I believe in volunteering, but like yeah, that's not uh, <laughs> not the way to recruit. Yeah, that just sit silently until the spirit puts it on someone's heart that their spiritual gift is to be in a play, right? Yeah. Other people. Also, I, I expect Brad found that calling. Brad, I have a comment in here as him as Joseph, and I, you know, like those memes everyone had about um, about Joseph saying that it was like he's not the stepdad, but he's the dad that. <laughs> that was like I like saw it on. It's like he needs that like on a t shirt. Like that would be like his jo- his version of Joseph is the dad who stepped up, like. Yes. Um, this is when well, first of all, uh Sarah laughing at the kid who streaks when he's upset was me laughing at Vince Vaughn portraying Joseph. Like it was so dumb, but it was also very funny to me. But this is when I start the other side of me, this is when I started turning on Brad because he is like not attentive at all to anything that is happening with his partner. She's stressed out. He doesn't care. He like throws her under the bus, which, you know, show must go on. Right. And I think it wouldn't have mattered as much, but then like, like when he was with like probably two hours earlier when her family was just like roasting her about like, about like, that seems like that would be really harsh. And I was like, yeah, that's right. And then now he's up there like, oh, also easy dig. We're going to throw her under the bus and make her look like a fool. And like, and he was making comments like while they were looking at pictures from her and like making jokes like that like no he's a jerk it's time for a marriage tip don't talk about your partner not not even marriage just ever or a friend never ever mention that (laughs) pretend you don't know them but then you won't say anything bad about them if you mm. pretend that you don't know them yeah that was advice we were given and i think it's really good is that you especially in the presence of other people you are the champion of the person right you should be their cheerleader yes yeah. well just i disagree and think that's a dumb thing to say <laughs> yeah 
I think it is surprising to me that she like they both or she especially was since it's like backing up but like she's like I can't believe they mentioned this one embarrassing thing from childhood or I can't believe that they pulled out the family photos and I'm like that seems like that would be like the number one like that you know when you bring somebody home that's like number one what the parents responsibility to do is like I mean not to that level and to that meanness but like you know they're pulling out like embarrassing stories you know they're going to be pulling out the photos and stuff and so for her to in my head for her to be like I can't believe they would ever do that I'm like really like if that seems like standard great stuff that they would be bringing up old pictures of you to the person you bring home. And yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, no, but, I agree. I um, ask like all the time when I meet Adam's friends or family, what embarrassing stories do you have? So it, was, it, was always a, it was always a good icebreaker. <laughs> and then they sad. tell me like, why would you tell a story like that about Adam? <laughs> yeah. He looks so cool in that story. He yeah. All of those puppies and didn't let a single one burn. Yeah. No, because there are no embarrassing stories of Adam because he doesn't feel shame. No. <laughs> it's a gift. <laughs> he doesn't get embarrassed. <laughs> if I felt shame, do you think I would do a podcast? Come on. Man. Brown, she got nothing on me. Yeah, so then they get back in the car and they fight again, you know, classic, this kind of routine of now they're fighting again. But this time I felt like it was a little bit, bit more serious. Yeah. Uh, so now they go to house number three, which is Brad's mom's house. Yep. A side character I could have seen a lot more of, Brad's mom and Daryl. Daryl, old best friend of Brad's who is now dating his I... mom. Love. When they Love did it. I gasped, like literally audibly gasped when he was like, you were my friend. We were best friends growing <laughs> up. I like went, <gasps> I was like, it was so funny. Yeah, I wish we explored like to sat in that uncomfortableness a little bit longer. Like that was so funny to me, like in all of the quips and like the, like I, that just was, I think so awkward in a good way. Like in a fun way, I want to sit in and in, just laugh at this more. Yeah, it was yeah, it was pretty funny when he walks up and he's like, hey, kids, how's it going? Hey, champ. <laughs> <laughs> like, they could make a whole movie just explore. I'm sure they've made movies like that, but like exploring that dynamic. Mm-hmm. I feel like they, I feel like uh, whoever the actress was, Sissy Spacek, I think. I think she was just on a tight schedule because she, like, they're at her house the least amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. And things never resolve between them like brad has something against his mother that is never really resolved and that is her dating his friend yeah and they really the only thing that basically happens at that is that they kind of learn more that they don't know each other that well from playing taboo like that's literally the only thing that happens but we also get the return of dallas and family where's the other brother yeah, he's, where's the other brother? Where's no, the, the other grandparents? Like, oh, Denver. Denver. Yeah, Denver. Tim McGraw was not there. I was confused about that, but I was like, maybe uh, I was like, maybe something happened, or maybe like he wasn't as close in my head. Maybe that's kind of where I just assumed. And but, it could be. I mean, they did talk about how they named all three kids after, but it could be that he had a different mom. I mean, that. <laughs> I don't. Dallas and Denver are genetic clips. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Or maybe Tim was busy. Yeah, the it also relates to how I'm pretty sure that the guy playing uh, Kristen Channel with his husband, they couldn't pay him to say any lines, so he was just always sleeping. 
Just said video games. This podcast is free, folks. So normally right now I would be plugging all of our ways that you could sponsor us and donate to us as on Patreon and Napster. But instead, I'm going to skip over all of that. I'm not going to mention any of our sponsors like Delicious Mountain Dew, uh, Christmas Cola. And (laughs) no, we're just going to give this one as a freebie. Yeah. Okay. It reminds me of um I have I have a friend and when we were in high school and uh he would come back to visit during college, we would go to Ruby Tuesdays. I don't know why, but we always went there and they had they would always have this thing on their tables that was like for a long like years, I want to say. Like if you get your server, if your server doesn't tell you about the special appetizer before you bring it up, you get it for free. And that's Ooh. what like was happening. And it, I don't even remember what the appetizer was, but my friend and I always were. But the first thing they would always say is like, let me tell you about our special today. <laughs> I felt like I was in that moment again. <laughs> I, I mentioned it. I was worried one of your friends was dating another one of your friend's moms. That's how I thought how that was connected. That would be incredible. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, I don't think Sarong and Jonathan's mom would be a good couple. No. Yeah, both of their parents are still married. Um, so, yeah, we're there's really nothing, like I said, there's really nothing that happens there, except that we find out that the wife, whose name is Peggy, apparently, uh, the one person that she gets to sleep with is John Grisham. That was yeah. Funny. <laughs> like very that was so funny. Yeah, I have. I I guess I seem to have more thoughts about this house than like a lot than the other ones. Oh well, then please go for it, Sarah. One Brad's mom's house. When one small Sean, the child, comes in with a brownie, and the and the mom says, "Don't eat those; those are my special brownies." I was like, "Oh, haha!" And then the child still seems to walk off, and so I thought we were going to come back to that more time. I'd be like, oh, the child has eaten them. Someone else has eaten them. We go on a trip. Like, I think that I was like, oh, that would be so funny. Like, I thought we were setting us up for that. And then we didn't get <laughs> any payback on that. And I was like, well, that seemed like, oh, oh like, we just, I just realized I'm like, we never followed up on that. Like, is that child okay? Like, do we hear yeah. back about that? Um, Chekhov's pot brownie. Yeah, Chekhov's pot brownie. And then um, thinking about uh Reese which I guess I mean you can know the Reese explains the game explains taboo and the rules yeah. and then and then when they get to her turn she's incredibly bad at it and so <laughs> yeah. I'm like oh does she not have she, like how does she know the rule like is she has she never played before and that's why she's not good at it and but yeah. then like, well, she explained the rules so she clearly is has some familiarity with it but I guess that's the thing is that she's not played it she's played it before but maybe just in with people who got her better which I, I guess that's why they're that's why they're setting it up but um, but then also peak I like watched the the brother and his wife get all of those trivia questions wrong and I'm like that's like peak for me I'm like I love this so much for them I'm like isn't that the dream that someone gets you so well you mentioned like three words and they just get like they that get is, them. they are they are the ideal couple that's they, like, I don't, that situation spin off spin off spin off <laughs> I just need to know more of them and their four kids like yes and their and their recipes I want her to have you know, forget Joanna Gaines and her cooking show. Forget uh, whoever else has shows on the Food Network except Guy. And I want I want Peggy's bologna casserole corner mm-hmm. where she sits down and makes delicious, delicious bologna casseroles for everyone. Move over, Rachel Ray. Yeah, yeah so I wish we spent more time at that house. 
I like, yeah. And I'm with like, I'm with you guys. Like we never, which we didn't want, we'll get to that in a second, but like uh, we never really resolve anything on, on Brad's side. Like Kate gets this moment where she, all of her family is sitting down and talking together and you're like, Oh, what a wonderful moment that we get to spend together. And then like, you don't get that with Brad's family. I guess in that sense of like, we don't even get anything of like, it's just forgotten about like oh that's a weird like a weird loose end about him and his mom and like we kind of get a little bit with his dad but not quite because he just kind of ditches I think but then yeah it's a we get here and they just leave so abruptly and I'm like oh I guess like and they're bad about games which is like that's just games either make or break you as if you know as a relationship (laughs) yeah I just yeah I wish we spent more time exploring more of what they did there like did they open gifts did they not you know all of that kind of like more of like Brad, like Brad's mom and her talking like them one-on-one, you know, more embarrassing stories about them. Like, I think that would have been fun to explore. Yeah. Yeah. It felt. They just like needed a Daryl could have given Brad some fatherly advice mm-hmm. about like, Hey, you know, I know that your wife, Kristen Menzel might be pregnant, <laughs> but don't worry about it. Cause you know, as a <laughs> semi father figure myself, I know you're gonna be great, right? And also, like, I <laughs> have a catch. They truly never talk about anything with their family because I feel like it—the whole "my best friend is dating my mom" thing. Like, how did that not come up? I understand. I don't think it's good, but I understand more not talking about the fact that Brad isn't your real name, or like not right. talking about the fact that you had like all this like childhood trauma. Like I get those a lot more than like, you know what's super weird? My best friend is dating my mom. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, wait, wait, yeah. Childhood friends. Yeah. Sorry, what were you saying, Sarah? No, that's all good. I was like, yeah, the fact that we don't explore it more is crazy. But like, again, we spend so much time in the beginning, like the pacing wise, like we spend so much time at the beginning with some of these early houses of just so much like repetitiveness. And then you get to these where I'm like, oh, this is actually a pretty interesting dynamic, you know, that we don't typically see like, you know, dad and like dad and son not getting along. Mom, you know, like, okay, we see a lot of that. This is like, this is something interesting that curious about this. Like, you know, he used to be really close with his mom. Now he's not like, I want to explore this. And then they're just kind of like, that sucks. And they move on. I'm like, no, no, no. (laughs) We did not need we did not need four different Christmas parties at the beginning of this movie. I needed like I needed to know more about here. I'd rather we move that time here. Yeah. Yeah. I needed 20, 30 more minutes of all of them on the roof just yelling at each other. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Screaming about beer and like yeah, tugging the satellite in different directions. Mm -hmm. Um, then they get back in the car and Kate reveals that she took a pregnancy test. Um, she says that it was negative, but that she it made her realize that maybe she does want kids. Um, does she say that she also wants to get married, or does she say that she just wants kids? I don't know. I don't know. But basically, they get into a big fight that they're not on the same page. Um, right. I think she was like, yeah, she said something like she just wants to, rather than setting up all these boundaries about what they do and don't want for their relationship, and she's like, I just want more of like, see where it goes and like see how we feel rather than like not even allowing ourselves to think those things and he was like no I like the boundaries we've set I like the way we've we've been living the past three years like I don't want that to change which I'm like is a fair like a fair conversation to have but also like is today really the day to be having that like you know like you know like in front of you know after having an incredibly stressful day probably not eating a ton like all of that like maybe not today's not the best day for that you're telling me they didn't go buck wild in that bologna casserole (laughs) 
I bet they went ham. Yeah. When it took the whole thing to go and they were just shoving it. Deleted scene is them just shoving it into their mouths as they were driving to the next place. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Spray cheese on top. (laughs) Yum. So then they get to Kate's dad's house and um, she basically breaks up with him. Oh, I didn't want to mention this. Horrible, 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 horrible advice. Love means never having to say I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know where that comes from, but it is so bad. This I've heard that phrase before, but I wouldn't sure if it originated in this movie. Because if so, that's in- insane. Because like I've heard I the don't think like- I've heard it before too. So I don't think that it did originate in this movie. Okay. I've heard it, but it is just I yeah. have heard it in a while and I'm just like, that is just so bad. I instead say love means that I never do anything wrong to apologize for. Yes, yeah. The nothing to say sorry for. Easy. Are you looking up the origin of this? I am. I love oh, this. hang on. I forgot to say something. <laughs> Back in the church scene, yeah. they talk about Jesus' birth as the Immaculate Conception and the Immaculate Conception does not refer to the birth of Jesus or the conception of Jesus. It refers to the Catholic doctrine. Again, where are they getting this stuff? They're just that, combining that Mary... all the churches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, this is the vision of church unification <laughs> that Jesus prays for in John 17, that they may be one. <laughs> <laughs> one hodgepodge with a lot of the worst elements of all of them. I did um, it sorry to also piggyback off the church scene too of like i did appreciate how i guess in the while they're in the back getting ready that like that's when the sermon happened and then when they come back they're like and that's and like let's see that sermon play out and it's like oh we don't even have to like go through what that would have been like at the year <laughs> i am curious. curious um but the immaculate conception is mary's birth like they the catholics say that Mary was conceived when her parents did not have sex um, and that she was exempt from original sin because of that, which I disagree. I think it's kind of, you know, Christian fan fiction, but that's just my opinion. What do I know? I wasn't there. St. Peter's (laughs) basketball (laughs) fan over here is disagreeing with the Catholics. Mm -hmm. I'll do it again, too. I'll nail my one thesis to their door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had something else to point out. What were we talking about? The church. church. Oh, so did y'all did y'all ever see those videos? I, this is our longest podcast yet, for good reason. Did y'all ever see those videos of the Easter pageant from that church in Canada with like mm-hmm. the Avengers? Just I know yes. you saw it because I showed it to yes, you. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> And it's Iron Man singing uh, tub thumping. I get knocked down, but I get up again. And so they do all of these these musicals based on pop culture things mm-hmm. and uh, make it a story about the resurrection of Jesus. Because, you know, the son of God coming back from the dead isn't exciting enough. We need a Back to the Future or Lion King parody instead. But after the play, they would have the sermon. Mm, yes. so I really like how... Uh, Pastor Phil's church subverts that. I think it's very innovative and creative, uh, very culture engaging, very uh, emergent while also being praxis. So, yeah. 10 out of 10. 
Yeah, you have to use all the words in that one. You have to use it to all the words. I mean, if we really wanted to, we could circle back to this movie and do a whole podcast with just that part in the church. Like all three of us would have a lot to say about okay. that whole part in the church. Mini series of us talking specifically about four, about each of these four. As for the, the, the quote, love means never having to say you're sorry, which for the record, I also disagree with. Um, love means never having to say you're sorry is a catchphrase based on a line from the Eric Segal novel Love Story that was popularized by his 1970 film adaptation starring Ally McGraw and Ryan O'Neill, two people that I have never heard of. I think Ally McGraw is Tim's <laughs> mother. Anyways, so that's all I have to say about that quote. It's dumb. Mm-hmm. I'll also say that. Those are the two things that I have to say about that. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, so yeah, they they had been fighting in the car. I also wrote down <laughs> he's like, I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna apologize for being bad at taboo, basically. Which was <laughs> actually hilarious. You know, I think Sarah's right. I think, you know, sometimes it's tough in relationships to know when you need to bring something up and when like you can wait. I think maybe they right. could have waited for that conversation, but also maybe she needed to get it off her chest and see where they were. So right. yeah. I can see both sides of that. But okay. did they need to discuss their post game um I can't think of the word performance? Yes, yes. because what if they yes, have to play they taboo did. again? They did. That <laughs> they did was yes. nice to talk about. You watch the footage right after the game while it's fresh. You're in the you're in the weight room the next day grinding out some good pumps. You gotta te- you gotta do this motion. Right. Is the card. Oh. <laughs> right. You're oh, just punching. So I'm realizing that no one can see this. I'm doing the motion that you do when you play uh taboo where you have to like move the card. We played, I in my <laughs> Spanish class, one of the most fun things we did and was like actually a great way to learn how to speak Spanish was we played taboo with Spanish. Mm. So you had to know the top word, but also the words underneath. Very smart. Yeah. All the Spanish teachers listening to this. I just remembered that. Do I remember any of the words? No, <laughs> but I remember having a good time. Um, so they basically break up. Um, and he says that, that go, being with their families has helped them learn the dangers of procreating. Um, Fair. a lot of his family is terrible. I, and another part, so this whole, that whole conversation I think was actually really good and yes. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and she talks about how maybe their wildlife isn't that loving. Um, and so they basically break up sort of it's kind of ambiguous but she is gonna go into her dad's house alone um who that actor i'm pretty sure is angelina jolie's dad he is so and spider-man's uncle yeah (gasps) incredible but a a big believer that the election was stolen so now who's the most problematic relative (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know yeah yeah. Um, that no, I, go ahead. Oh, I was like, no, I was agreeing. I was like, I I I did appreciate that their conversation about it. I feel like that's not something you see a lot of, like 
I think of working through that of like, hey, like, we're just like, not that what you want is wrong. You know, like not that what he wants is wrong. It's just, and what I want is, what I'm thinking I want is wrong. It's just that we're just not compatible in that regard. And I'm like, that's a fair, like, that's fair. And I think sometimes you get in a lot of movies now too, you get that, but they have those conversations way too early. And so they're like, oh, like this is like, they, I think they'll talk about the people are way too therapized like now, or that's not a word, but like they've like thinking through all of their things now and they talk about it way too early. And they're like, oh, that's why you act like this is because you like, you have this, this, and this. And I think this is not it. So it's a lot more like tell, it's all told, not shown. And so I think having that near the end and talking through that, I was like, oh, like that's really, and if honestly, if they left it and they didn't get together, which wouldn't be a fun Christmas movie, but also I'm like, oh, I understand like they want two different things and that's okay. And like, we get to walk away from that feeling satisfied with it. And so, yeah, I thought it was really interesting in that sense. And it wasn't a, she wasn't accusing him. He wasn't accusing her really about what they want so much as it was like the way it came about and like just kind of coming to t- terms with that. And I was like, okay, like I, it's something I didn't feel cringeworthy about. And it was something that I was like felt interesting and mature almost. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I thought it was a good conversation. And in general, the movie kind of portraying the fact that to truly know someone is not to, cause I've thought this for a long time, like you don't really know someone unless you know the context that they come from and the people that they know and spend a lot of time with. Mm-hmm. So like you can date someone in isolation for three years, but if you don't meet their family, meet the people that they're closest to, like you may know them in the context that you see them. Right. It's like when you date someone in college and you're both away from college and you're in your insulated place where you go to college and you all know the same people and you all like kind of have a similar life. You learn so much about that person when you go and see their family and where they're from and like get to know that side of them. And that's like getting to know the whole person, which I appreciated this movie kind of, I don't think that they were trying to go that deep into it, but to know someone is really to know the context that they're coming from too. And I understand that. Um, And you can also start dating someone and be on the same page about what you want out of life. And then that changes. Yeah. Someone and be on the same page of what you want in life and that changes. But how do you have those conversations and have them well? Yeah. A positive part of this movie. Not that I think that they resolved it or had it very well, but bring to terms that people are having those kind of, um conversations mm-hmm. yeah I think so yeah I think it was good but not really much happens at dad's house either it's mostly just oh look my parents actually like get along now and then all of a sudden her sister's like super nice to her and like very understanding <laughs> yeah when she says that like Brad isn't there um they all have dinner together the dad prays but it's really just him giving a speech like he's talking and all their heads are bad but like what he's saying is like i'm so grateful for my family like i don't think he's saying a prayer and he's like thank you he's like lord and then i'm like i guess it's a prayer now yeah (laughs) i didn't even recognize it as a prayer and then also pastor phil was right there if it was more realistic they would have asked the pastor to pray (laughs) pastor you pray for us (laughs) yeah exactly that's true yeah yeah Uh, I did appreciate the, um, I think as when they find like, or when her sister finds out that they kind of, she hints at them breaking up like, oh yeah, he's not going to be here anymore. And then like two seconds later, her sister's like, online dating. Have you tried? So realistic. Honestly, so realistic. The amount of times that's happened to me from people, (laughs) have you done? I'm like, I don't want it. Like, this is no, like, uh (laughs) uh-oh, we're not going to touch that with a 10 foot pole. 
And so, but yeah, just like the the immediacy of that of like, yeah, we felt like he felt like they found somebody, they're totally cool, except kind of not really, but like, and so that just like that hit. I was like, oh, okay, like even in 2008, that's still like that still feels accurate. Also, the amount of time between we broke up and you should try online dating was also very funny to me like, because yes. I do think that, that happens. Like, oh, a bummer, but also enough that there's something wrong with online dating. It's no, just the speed the at which speed. it was the speed. Like, oh, X is. X is gone. You should find Y as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's the speed of like, yeah. There's something up, you know, like oh, you broke up. Okay, quickly, let's fill that with whatever new little technology, you know, like whatever it is, whether it's online or apps or whatever. Yeah, it was just like, and like that, knowing that like that conversation happens so much, like true, like that truly is accurate. <laughs> yes, very. So accurate. hear that, Russian uh, troll farm employees. If you want to date Sarah, you're not going to find her. On any of the dating apps, you're gonna have to do it the old-fashioned way. No, track she's down on- her IP address and go. Which from- is listed in the notes below. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Put it in the notes below for sure. Um, here's a blueprint for her apartment and her key. <laughs> yep. So not much really happens there except like it's like happy family times. Um, Brad goes to his dad's house. I think what they were trying to do was like, oh, I'm actually a lot like my dad, but I don't want to like not be committed like my dad. So I'm going to go back. But like, that's not really, I that scene. So that seed was sown on the roof when at one point the dad says, you can't spell family without lie mm-hmm. when he was talking about his ex-wife, mm-hmm. which is exactly what brad said to his buddies at the office christmas party Mm -hmm. and so you're kind of hinted like oh Oh, that is the way he is and that's when all of the characters do a genogram tracking out their family history together (laughs) um and then after the genogram scene he goes to his dad's house uh they chat for like a minute i don't even remember what they were talking about and so they were like you want to grab a beer yeah see you later and then he drives, but where does he drive to? He shows up at Kate's dad's house and is like, hey, maybe we can have two kids instead of one. And then they just talk a lot about how all the things that kids can do for them. Like mow the lawn and take care of them when they retire. Which, like, is kind of, I mean, like, I think parent, like, bad parenting aside or whatever, parenting country, but, like, I thought it was pretty funny and seemed on brand for them to also yeah. think so. Like, one, like, there is some, like, the layer of seriousness is there, but, like, kind of on top of that is kind of more of that layer, like, that that layer of, like, what can they do for me? Like, still kind of in that more selfishy kind of phase. But I'm like, okay, that seems, because V came back and was like, I can't wait to love a child so much. Like, I think that would be, like, that would definitely feel out of character. Way too much of a change, yeah. Way too much. And so for him, like, okay, like, I've thought through, like, the logistics of what, you know, I'm a lawyer. I've thought through the logistics of what this would look like for us, tax breaks and these kind of things. And I was like, okay, like, that seems in character for him. Yeah. Since, like, that felt, you know, like, that felt like, okay, it's kind of funny. And that kind of seems to be, like, that's who they are. And that kind of tracks. But, yeah. And then you get whiplash. At least I felt like because yeah. a year later and she's given birth. Yeah, on New Year's, like New Year's Eve or whatever. Yeah. Like it could have been two years. It could have been three. It didn't need to be a year. 
I was hoping it'd be a lot longer than like, I hope something that we'd come back in or, you know, it's like several years later and their kids are much like they've got a couple kids and they're older and they're playing like with cousins, you know, like, or something like that, where it felt more like, oh, they clearly had more discussions about what this would look like for their lives. And like, now they're in a good spot to be parents and not like had one conversation on mm -hmm. the theoretical possibility of children on a doorstep. Yeah. Having a conversation, like maybe we can have a conversation about kids. I'd be open to the conversation. Maybe they cut the scene when Pastor Phil came out and mm. prayed over her belly. He's got to pray that you would open this womb mm. and give them the double portion. So then they don't have control over that. Mm -hmm. Like once he prays that. I also think now that I'm considering this movie, it's just a bunch of propaganda for news, local news. Uh, it Everyone's is. always watching local news. It's got to start and end with local news because the end is one year later. She has her baby. They didn't even tell. I was like, they have literally done no growth with their families because they didn't even tell them that they yeah. were pregnant. But now they're on the news because they're the first baby born in the new year. Right. And so. Which like. That was kind of funny, but the whole like we didn't even tell them we were pregnant. I was like, "Are you kidding me right now?" Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, like the growth was not with their family. I guess the growth was with them and their relationship. But then, yeah, but even then, like when we we got that, so it felt so constipated. And this is we got we got two minutes of them kind of like, oh, I think our relationship needs to be mended together. And even then, it wasn't like personal growth so much as it was like they. They broke up. They got back together. Now their life is different. Like it wasn't. Yeah, there felt like there was no there was little to no growth there. Sarah, you said concentrated, but I thought you said constipated at first. I did. I meant because it was like all pushed together. <laughs> they didn't do the word. We're just going to keep blowing. And they, were just kind of, they were trying to squeeze out that ending. <laughs> Honestly. Poop podcast. We have one guest on and this is what we turn into. Oh. Never. Oh, we, did a, we didn't even mention it, Adam. You came back to it. Trying <laughs> to live and let live. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, now at this time, I always forget what the things are. Adam. Okay. Now is the time where I ask the age-old question, as I do in every podcast that we do. If you were to be adopted by one of the four families, I ask this every question, every every podcast. If you were to be adopted by one of the four families who hosted Christmas, which one would you adopt be adopted by? Brad's mom. Ooh, yeah. I, why not Daryl? Daryl. I think they're a package deal, so you're in luck. Yeah, I about to say. I think either, yeah, probably either Brad's mom or honestly her dad. We didn't see very much of it, but oh, they yeah. seem like super low key. Like his girlfriend seems incredibly kind, like doesn't yeah. seem too, she's in like overly eager, but not in a weird way. Like, I was like, I feel like I would go, it would be chill. We would do traditional family things, wear matching sweaters, take a photo in front of the tree, and we move on. And like, I think that's <laughs> pretty chill. Yeah. Like, I feel like it would be pretty, it'd be up, you know, no crazy Christmas services, nothing like that. <laughs> What about yeah. you, Adam? Uh, I want to go with, ah, man, the two good ones were taken. So um, I'll go with Kate's mom's family because they have a bounce house and those are fun. <laughs> you live yeah. in the bounce house now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's the guest house. Mm -hmm. I can become, I don't know, the associate pastor for Pastor Phil. It'll be <laughs> 
you can be in charge of the Christmas pageant next yeah. year. No, thanks. <laughs> uh, I'll just, I, so we had our Christmas Eve service planned. Yeah. Written the whole thing out and then it's canceled so we don't have it. So I would just pull that bad boy out again. Let's do so it. Contact me. My phone number is available. If you use Sarah's, <laughs> use Sarah's phone number, text her. It's included in the show description. And then she'll forward my number to you after some rigorous background checks. Because I don't yes. want strangers texting me. Unlike Sarah. We do have this running joke that one of uh, the Jones family dogs is Adam's assistant. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I'll just be like... I'll be like, Adam, can we do this thing? Or is when is this happening? And he'll be like, I'll get Nelson to add it to my calendar. <laughs> like, Nelson takes care of all of that. And he does a great job. Very organized. Hard worker. <laughs> Hard working. Okay. So now it's time for the other questions that I give after each motion picture event. <laughs> How would you rate this movie? Would you give it a Jingle Smells? Oh, we wish you a Merry Christmas. No, we wish you a Merry Viewing. Or barfing around the Christmas movie. <laughs> which is topical because of the amount of baby throw up. Oh this my movie. God, yeah. It happens twice. So also, baby, uh, baby owners out there, let us know the first time your baby threw up because yeah, that was like really in the movie fast. the baby threw up right out of the out of the womb. And I don't know if that baby had even consumed anything. So let us know. The, the timeline for baby puking but anyway so we'll start with jess how would you rate this movie jingle smells we wish you a merry viewing or barfing around the christmas movie normally i'm very decisive but there were parts of this movie that i liked mm. and there were parts that i didn't i don't think i would recommend it to people but i don't think it was terrible so i'm having a hard time figuring out exactly what i would say about it like i think i'm in between mm. uh i wish you a merry viewing and jingle smells like i would say jingle fine and slightly interesting mm. okay just so so like there are parts that were interesting i think they had some pretty real conversations and things that they don't talk about a lot in movies but i don't think it was like yeah so good you got to watch it. Like, there are a lot of Christmas movies. I don't know if I've just said this to you, Adam, or if I said this on the podcast. I don't remember. But there are people, every Christmas movie wants to become the Christmas movie that you watch every year. Right. And most of them don't. But some of them are like, okay, that was interesting. I watched it one time. This mm -hmm. is going to be a really hot take. And a lot of people are going to disagree with me. For example, I felt that way about the movie Spirited. People love it. They think it's amazing on Apple TV. It also came out in theaters. I mm -hmm. thought it was good, but I'm probably not going to watch it next year. Right. I watched it like one time. This movie wasn't necessarily good, but I'm not like, I feel like I wasted a bunch of time. Yeah. It's kind of how I feel about it. Like, I think it was interesting. I do think they were trying something new. Mm -hmm. If only that something new had been be funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I think... I was going to say, can I go? I, like, I don't want to overstep. Um, yeah, I think I kind of sit the same way with, with Jess, where I'm kind of like, it's jingle so-so, where I'm like, yeah. I was not 
it was not something I, like, I didn't feel like I wasted time. I didn't watch this and I was like, well, my God, like, it's not, you know, like, what I can't believe this. But, um, but also like, I did enjoy, I texted you guys. It was um, like, it, it was a good, I haven't watched a good, like, aughts movie in a while. And so I think, and it, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely different. I think the movies now are different for better, for worse, but like, there is something about like, oh, like they had these much more mature conversations, you know, more mature conversations. And it wasn't like, oh, there was a weird miscommunication on something. And then they both hate each other because of the communication and we have 30 minutes of them split up. You know, I could just like the timing was different. Um, and like, and then obviously there's a huge focus on like having babies and that's such a big thing. And like, I don't, you wouldn't, I don't think you'll find that now in movies. And so, which I think for, again, better for worse. And so, but that was, it was just interesting. And so, and it just was like, they're a fun pairing. Like they have good chemistry together. And the writing I think was just, I think was felt much more casual. Like I felt like they had good chemistry almost in the sense of like, I could see them together, you know, working through this and I can see them having fun together. And like, there seemed to be some kind of banter where they work. And I was like, okay, doesn't feel weird. We're like, oh, they just threw them together. And now I'm like, I guess so. I guess we've bought it, you know. So I did appreciate that. But then again, like, yeah, there was not, I laughed more on this podcast than I have like watching their movie. <laughs> the more, most fun part of it was like trying to guess all the people I knew in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, who was that? Who was that? What have they been in? Um, and yeah, it's not one I would ever watch again. I think if so, if I'm at someone's house and they have it in the background, I would watch and then probably roast the whole time. But like, <laughs> not one that I'm like, oh yeah, like I can't wait to, it's no Christmas catch. Like I'm not coming back to watch it. You know, <laughs> You're not telling everyone you know about it. What platform is it on? Netflix. There you go. Yeah. Um, so I think Sarah brings up a good drinking game. Um, if you would like to play where I've seen that person. Wait, that person's in this? That's mm-hmm. what the drinking game is. Wait, that person's in this? <laughs> Take a shot every time you had that thought during, during- <laughs> Right. Yeah. If they made it now, it would be like the main characters are travel influencers. And yeah. so they travel every holiday. <laughs> I would hate it. And I would hate it so much. Yeah, oh, yeah. All right. What's your time for the moment you've been waiting for? My movie review uh, for Christmas. This is two out of three McVee brothers. <laughs> Which two? Yeah. Denver and Orlando. Oh. Cool. Anything you like to say? Uh, yes, the McVee brother rating scale does not correlate with a one to five or a one to ten system. So I'm not saying this movie is a 66.666%. Uh, I'm just saying it is two out of three of those those wacky brothers. That's why my rating for the movie. I think I'm pretty sure I gave the same review to Princess Switch 3. Ooh. V Brothers, <laughs> yeah, at Denver and in Orlando. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for that fourth Princess Switch where they switch babies. That's what I how that's and they I have see CGI that. faces over the babies yeah. of Vanessa. V Hudge. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we've had a lot of fun here tonight, folks. We didn't recommend whether or not you had fun listening. To- oh, okay. Uh, Sarah, do you have any movie you would like to recommend instead? We are technically out of the no we're not we're no. still in the christmas season calendar year so do you have any good yeah. christmas movies that you would recommend instead of this one okay well yes a christmas catch i think <laughs> that's been <laughs> several times that's on netflix 
How much would they pay you? <laughs> no, Netflix no. would go and pay one single person to mention it on a podcast that 10 people listen to. <laughs> Yeah, and they would pay you a hundred million dollars. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have Christmas catch two next year. No, um, I think if we're gonna talk, um, I think uh, I don't know when this will come out, but um, my favorite thing to watch every single year is The Thin Man. It's from the 1930s, but the first one, it's like film noir. It's very funny. Um, it's got a really cute leading cast. I watch them every time and I'm like, they're a couple goals. I love them. And mm-hmm. so but the first one takes place on Christmas and then the second one takes place on New Year's. And so it's a perfect like this week movie of watching between the two. Like you get to kind of guess the, you know, especially with Knives Out, like, out, you know, like it's fun to kind of guess who the killer is, guess their motives while also like drinking and partying with uh, the Charleses. And so those are my, that's probably my recommendation. You can watch at least the first one on HBO Max as well. So I think, I imagine both of them are there, but yeah, they're a lot of fun. Okay. Jess, do you have a recommendation? It's not really a Christmas movie, but if you're into like, if you're looking for a movie that's like kind of working out family dynamics, I recommend The Family Stone. It's sad, but it's good. Um, you And like I said, it's not really a Christmas movie. I think part of it kind of takes places around the holidays. I haven't watched it in a while, but it it delves into a lot of like family dynamics and relationships and families and like someone new coming into a family and how that all works. So if you're looking for a movie about family dynamics, I would recommend that one, although it is sad. Yeah, I think also the movie Shazam in the DC, I think the DC universe also takes place during Christmas and talks about family dynamics as well, but mm-hmm. not nearly to the depth of yours, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying I've seen Shazam, but I haven't seen The Family Stone. I think that's what it's called. Now I'm like, is that we what know what Shazam is called. I know. So, think. I mean, that Zachary Levi clout is unstoppable. Uh, so my movie recommendation is a Christmas movie uh the glass onion a knives out mystery oh yeah Uh, knives out is a christmas movie there's no way around it and so of course the sequel is also a christmas movie even though it takes place on a warm tropical island also the family stone came out on christmas so it is a christmas movie Mm. a good part of it taking place in the holidays but yeah Uh, but yes, the glass onion is super good. We watched it last week, and I already went watch it. Very again. Christmassy, yeah. very jolly. Have you seen it yet, Sarah? I have. I actually have seen it twice. Yeah, okay. I recommend. I watch it. It's fun to watch the first time. Just kind of don't look for details. Don't to kind of like try to figure it out. Just like watch, enjoy the experience. I think which is really fun. And then I think watching it the second time, looking for those details and stuff, kind of revealed in it. Um, I think it's rewarding both times. I think there's something fun about it. Um, very quotable. I think. Um, and just clever I think we're getting you said you guys we're getting back to more of like less of like the asshole kind of uh detective and more oh my gosh <laughs> Sarah you said the first curse I'm so sorry podcast <laughs> you know what that means I thought I did because a kid at church told me I said a bad word but I think it was just hate no it was Sarah I'm so sorry you did say it's a PG-13 episode I so. did we did we get one. We already said it wasn't for kids. <laughs> I'm so um sorry. We had less of that kind of detective and more of like a fun kind of Columbo where we get to kind of figure out more of like 
um, using kind of bum up bumbling, but kind of figuring out who people are based on the way they act, I think. And so in more social dynamics, I think rather than like, I see that you have four calluses on your, you know, your pinky. And so that must mean these kinds of things. I think there's something fun about, um, I get more of that kind of more charismatic style um, of a guy. So of a detective. Now, you mean to tell me that you have been invited to four Christmases <laughs> and you are going to all of them. And you can't realize that your girlfriend might be pregnant. What is going on? There is a hole in this donut that needs to be stuffed with the detective solving the case. I don't know. Of the fall Christmases. I don't know if this is a spoiler, so maybe skip a minute if you haven't seen it yet. But him just going off about how dumb the one character is at the end. I'm glad we said skip ahead. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to, yeah. (laughs) I said the one character being very dumb. Yeah. Him going off about that at the end. Mm -hmm. Love. Oh, so fun. Yes, yeah. Love. All right, well, friends, this has been uh, the Glass Podcast, the Glass Onion Fan Cast. Tune in next week where we talk about our Benoit Blanc fan theories. We'll have more mysteries in the third movie. Or is he going to switch it up and become uh, a weird swimsuit model? What did you just drop, Adam? A stress ball. What What does it look like? A police officer. <laughs> <laughs> Great visual. It's called to our Patreon, we'll release the video <laughs> edition of this podcast episode. And you can... You can laugh at all of the jokes like me and the and the police stress ball and then Jess's hand motion earlier in the episode. <laughs> yeah, you'll also you'll get access to uh clean, censored, family-friendly content. <laughs> <laughs> you put this behind the paywall and censor the one that goes down. Nope. Sells. Sells. That's why Pure Flakes isn't free. Yeah. Anyways, this has been a lot of fun. But now it's time for us to say our our farewell to all of our listeners. Until next time, I've been Adam Jones. (laughs) And I invite you to remember these timeless words. Love means never having to unsubscribe (laughs) to my podcast. Beautiful. Sarah, thank you for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. This was a joy and a treasure to to talk about this with you guys. Oh, man. I'm so sorry for everything. (laughs) We, hey, listen, we love you. So you don't even have to say (laughs) sorry. Get that apology out of your mouth. Oh, my gosh. To be fair, this is maybe this is just payback for you running over my foot. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta go. Where's the hanging?